Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hello, my name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 87, and we are talking Duck Dodgers, starring Daffy Duck for the N64. Yep, we're going to this level of gaming. Duck Dodgers. Oh my god, does anyone actually remember this? There's probably a lot of people who go, yeah, I remember Duck Dodgers, the cartoon. Did you know they made a video game? Sadly, they did. Sadly, they did. And joining me for this game is Dave from the Remember 64 podcast. And he spanned the wheel and we got this. Because his podcast focuses mainly on the N64. He's trying to cover as many games as he can. So he decided with my show, let's just spin the wheel and see what sort of nonsense we get. And here we land on Duck Dodgers for God's sake. So yes, I played it. Obviously, I did not get hold of an original copy. I don't know where I'd even find one in the wild. So we had to go down other methods. And I gave it a go. I finished it. It's not a long game. It's not a very long game. It's kind of like Banjo-Kazooie Mario 64-esque. Just nowhere near as good and nowhere near as long. And oh my god, is some of the elements very repetitive. The soundtrack needs to be thrown in the bin. But we will be getting to that. We will be getting to my little rant about that game. But if you want to, just see what you hear just for Daffy Duck. You know, you'll hear for his adventures. Just go about half an hour down the road, 40 minutes, and you'll be around about there. But if you want to support the show, you can do so. I'm going to get these plugs out of the way. Wherever you're listening to this, please give it a five-star review. Tell me it's great. Tell me it's rubbish. It all helps. And also follow me over on x.com forward slash UK and repost any of my updates because that helps get the show out there. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so on patreon.com forward slash where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC. Now, this could be top tens, modern day game reviews or gaming events. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 60, where I was kind of looking at the recent news about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and my hopes and dreams for the game coming out. Now, the expectation for Rebirth is incredible. It's massive. If part one was going to do anything, what if Remake was going to do something, what's Rebirth going to give us? You know, now, as I said, we're in unknown territory. And this one's been described as open world. So it's like, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. A Final Fantasy VII open world game. And that kind of makes sense, because when you look at the WAP, the map, the WAP. Yeah, don't be looking at WAP. The Final Fantasy VII WAP. Please don't look at that. And that was episode 60 and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth's news, my hopes and my dreams. Next week, well, I'm going to be doing a little bit of a quick review because I'm going to be in PAX. Um, It's not going to be a long episode, I don't think, but I am going to be doing a review of Castlevania Nocturne, which I managed to finish. I watched it in like two days, all eight episodes. So I'm going to give you a, probably a spoiler. There will be a heavy spoiler review of that. I really recommend you go show, watch that before you listen to my review, if you decide to do that, because, yeah, I I don't want to spoil anything for you by listening to this, because you will. I'm going to go spoiler ham. I'm going to go crazy on it. So please make sure you've, list- you've watched it all on Netflix before you get to that. And to also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, and they help provide games and consoles to 150 children's worlds across the UK. And so far, we've only raised about $6.30, which I know isn't much, but hopefully one day we can make this grow, and I'd love to donate to the games and consoles directly to the charity. 
If you do have any games you want to direct, directly donate to them, please go to the link in the description and you can just send any old games there. Now, what else do you get for your money? Well, you get the chances to access your own Discord, the chance to message me one-on-one, -on -one, and take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survival Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and I'll butcher your names. Right, that's the plug out of the way. Let's get to our first section, which is our letter section, and we call it 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much ask me whatever you want. First up, Raging Demon says, Danny, given your proclivity for and proliferation, that's a big word, of C, I put commas in there to help you there, but yeah, but you have big fucking words in there. What is your top five Saturn games? Really? Shit, I need to veto some of these questions. If, like when one has children, you're willing to choose, I guess we could accept your top 5 N64 games. There were only about 5 good N64 games anyway. P.S. I'm in Canada at the moment, and Captain N is quite in the moderate esteem here. Oh, Captain Hell, sorry, Captain N is held in quite moderate well, He is, he is held in quite moderate esteem. Um, no doubt he will be probably throwing this channel under the bus in some way. Uh, go find, everyone go find Raging Demon and punch him for suggesting that there were even five good Saturn games. And yes, there were, there were four, five good N64 games. Shut your mouth. Okay. I'm just going to go off the top of my head here. Straight away. GoldenEye. Easy. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Easy. Banjo-Kazooie. So they're three. Mmm. Perfect Dark. Um, I, I could say Majora's Mask, but that's a bit of a rip up, rip up isn't it? And Perfect Dark, that's another shooter. Okay, let's go with those three. So I'll go with GoldenEye, Banjo-Kazooie, Legend of Zelda or Ocarina of Time. This is no particular order. Ooh, fourth game. I'd probably have to say Mario Kart 64, just for the amount of hours I had on that thing. Like, I... Oh, ungodly amount of hours I played on multiplayer doing that. It was insane. And Smash Brothers. The original Smash Brothers. I, look, there's F-Zero in there. Game Conquers Bad Fur Day. Banjo-Tooie, which I never played. There are more than five games, you prick. Uh, but I'm going to go with those five. Um, I, that may change. The more this series goes on, the more games I play. Some RPGs. Like, I've not played Paper Mario. Like, I'm going to start playing that. I just want to get that out because I really want to start. I want to play something before we get to Mario RPG. Um, but yes, if you are in Canada and someone finds Ranger Demon, attack him. If it just check, just because he's Australian doesn't necessarily mean it's Ranger Demon. Just ask them, are you the demon? Now, speaking of Captain N, sorry, I've just had a beer. Captain N says, first off, Raging Demon has upped the classiness of Canada by a lot. Second, we drive on the right. Mr. Demon, the right. Yes, we. that's a good point. Yeah, they drive on the right. We drive on the left, Demon, the left. Now on to you, Danny. After watching some videos showing that the Dreamcast was graphically superior to the PS1 when the same game was shown, I wondered what are your professional thoughts on the idea that the, a system released three years after another, in this case the PS1 was 1995 and the Dreamcast was 1998, being compared to each other in an era where graphics and the tech were making leaps and bounds yearly. Should we, the gamer, care only about these details, or should we ponificate, is that the word, ponificate, ponificate, other aspects of these systems when comparing them to each other? Danny, only you can provide an answer to this. See, I've never compared the Dreamcast to the PS1. I've always compared the Dreamcast to the PS2 and the Xbox 
and the GameCube. That's the era. GameCube? Yeah, yeah, that's the era I have them in. Like I've ne- I always thought, oh, don't get me wrong, Dreamcast shit all over the PS1 for graphics. I think the problem was, was that the PS2 was around the corner. It wasn't too much longer that the PS2 was out. And people were just like, oh, I want that DVD drive. We're all about that fucking DVD drive because DVD players are a fortune back then. Um, should we just only care about graphics? Back then, graphics were the big thing, weren't they? If you had really good graphics, you're in. But I think the Dreamcast problem was that it didn't have enough games to kind of pull everybody away from the eyes of Sony. And you're probably thinking, oh, I've got to take a big step going for the Dreamcast. Don't get me wrong, it had Sonic Adventure. It had Soul Calibur, which were fantastic games for them to start off with. I just don't think they kept the ball rolling. I mean, had they tried to get more of these games that were also going to be on the PS2, they would have been in a great shape, but they didn't. And eventually, they just kind of lost touch in the amount of but what well, games they had themselves were just in trouble. Like you look, House of the Dead came out, and okay, fine. But then you've got and the PlayStation have Time Splitters, more Time Splitters two, no Time Splitters one, and X- Microsoft had Halo. So they were off, and the Dreamcast just got left behind massively. And you know you can bring out Sonic Adventure two, but pff, no one wants to play Sonic Adventure two. There's there's problems with that. I just think it really started to struggle because it wasn't getting the good first-party games and then it wasn't getting the third-party games either. I think it just needed help. Uh, unfortunately, I said, yeah, lineup was solid. If it had just carried on, it would have been great, but I think it just fell behind. Because I remember the first time I saw Dreamcast, I was f- blown away seeing it. I was like, holy crap, this is insane. Like, how can How can it get any better? Also, I was put off by the price tag just because I didn't have the money to pay for anything like that at the time. And then, yes, when the PS2 came along, it became a DVD drive at the same time. So, yeah, that's why uh, people got onto that, because of the good old DVD. And that's one reason the PS3 did so well, because of the good old Blu-ray drive. <sighs> I feel sorry for the Dreamcast. I really do. Like, maybe I sh- I don't... I haven't done Dreamcast games on this. I really should be doing Dreamcast games, shouldn't I? Let's get, let's get some more Dreamcast. Let's get some Dreamcast. Let's do Power Stone. That was meant to be a good game. Let's get some Dreamcast shit on this. But thank you, Captain Emix. It just makes me a bit sad. Storm Peagle says, Pokemon is not for babies. Or maybe I'm a giant man baby. I agree with you, um, Storm Peagle. Pokemon is not for babies. Um, but are you a giant man baby? I don't know. Are you wearing a nappy? Does your significant other or your parent wipe your bottom? If so, you may be a giant man baby. If you're able to do your own nappy and, you know, wipe yourself down there quite well, then you're probably advanced from a bit of a man, giant man baby. Um, do you know what, though? On a serious note, I had for years Pokemons for babies, Pokemons for kids. My wife still says that now. And do you know what? Fuck that. I don't care. Do what you like. As long as you enjoy it, who gives a shit? You can be into the most childish shit ever. As long as you're not hurting anybody, do what the fuck you want. Honestly, I don't care. I, I really... do. You do you. It's like people who, like, dress up as... There's fairies. Look, I don't get it. They get it. That's their thing. Let them have the fun. It's not hurting anybody. Maybe my eyes. But either way, it's just you do it. Do what you want. Chris Copleen says, Chuck Smut Saturn Lord. Given the massive layoff at Epic, the huge loss of money by Square Enix, and the seemingly firing of staff and studios after a game doesn't become a major hit, do you see a major problem with the gaming industry? Do you think gamers, games are costing too much to make, too much greed at the corporate level, or some I, oh, fuck, big words, amal, amalgamation 
of a myriad of different issues. And can a release of a Saturn Mini or a Saturn Collection save it all? Okay, to answer that last question, no. I think if you do make a Saturn Mini or a Saturn Collection, I think Sega will go bankrupt. And I think basically Sonic will have to be, will have to make his own OnlyFans. I think that's the only way that they could probably come back is if Sonic makes an OnlyFans. Although I guarantee, here's the thing, if Rouge the Bat made an OnlyFans, I swear to God, people would fucking pay for it. You're all sick fucks, you would. I wouldn't, but you know people. If if Sega give that bat realistic boob cleavage, and you think I'm joking, she's got realistic boob cleavage. They will make you know. <laughs> can you imagine that? Only fans for Rouge the Bat. Ha! <laughs> um, I did see the layoffs at Epic, which is shit. And as I always say, when I see that, I hope they're able to find jobs pretty quick. Um, do I see a problem with the major gaming industry? I don't know. Um, games are becoming like I like movies now. It's, it, it is the biggest industry. And if you don't make money, if you don't sell, it, it, it's going to flop and you're going to lose money. Like, I just watched a film Six Underground on Netflix. I enjoyed it. I didn't, Maybe my, you know, my palate can be easily satisfied. But I enjoyed that film. But apparently it got absolutely panned. And the sequel they were going to do is not happening. And they were going to do a whole world over that. So they would have lost a lot of money over that. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. People may have lost their jobs because of that. I don't know. Um, do I think it's greed at corporate level? No. I think there's... It's money talks, basically. Money does talk. I, again, like imagine if Final Fantasy 16, well, there's always those rumours, aren't there, that things go around. Square are saying it's doing great, when other people are saying it's not doing well. Like, what happens if that doesn't make its its money back? The ultimate thing is make your money back. Don't be at a loss. You don't want to be in a situation where it takes like 500 million arguments like, to, to make a game and you only make 100 million, then there, there's 400 million's worth of debt. You, you know, the old 400 million loss. You, you can't have that situation. So I, I don't think it's corporate level. Do I think games are costing too much to make? I don't know. Again, yeah, they are becoming really big now, but they are becoming more like movies. But I don't know, you know, is, is that a sign of like, you know, for Final Fantasy 16, so much money went into making those graphics the best they could and to making the scene, the sound design, getting the actors involved. Could you do it on any less of a budget? Like, would you basically then the comment be, oh, it doesn't look as good as it could be. You could do better. I think, I, I do believe that actually it's one of your points. It's an amalgamation. Yeah, there we go. Of a myriad of different issues. I think there's so many different things that go into it. Like, the fact that there's huge crews that make video games now. Like, gone are the days where it's just like 20 people in an office hiding away, making a, you know, this like 16-bit, 8-bit game. There are so many people now, like, it's basically the equivalent of a movie. There's just so many different chess pieces. Like, it's not even a chessboard anymore. It's actually like 20 chessboards sewn together with draft pieces being used. It's just an, uh, so many things. And, like, I feel quite happy sitting this end of it where I've got nothing on the line, I've got no horse in the race, so I don't have to worry about losing anything, but you can imagine some of these big companies like Square Enix, like, if a game doesn't sell, holy shit, how much are they going to lose? Like, look when Final Fantasy XIV fucked up the first time, holy shit, they lost a, probably a shit ton of money, and it's amazing they had the balls to go back and, you know, redid it into what it, what it was, whatever it was fucking called, Reborn or whatever. Yeah, I just think sometimes, if you haven't got the backing, you've got to get it right, and it's Fuck off, fly. Did he get it? No. No.
No, I didn't get the fly. Sorry, there's a fly. Um, yeah, I just think there's a fuck ton of issues. No, fucking fly. <laughs> Bastard. And that fly is going to haunt me for the rest of this show now. You're just going to hear me clapping at random points. Sorry to go off topic there. Um, no, I just think that it's a Mario Division different. I think it's a basic combination of different issues. And I, without getting your financials out there, someone wants to give me the budgets. I can do that if you want to give me the budgets and I can start looking at some issues. But other than that, I've got no idea. And no, a Saturn Mini or Saturn Collection is not going to save it at all. Shut your mouth. Finally, Dave McGee says, Dear you... I just want to say thank you again. Our conversation the other day was needed in your class act. Keep up the good work. Also, Boner. Oh, um, I just read that out loud. Um, Yeah, all I can say is, Dave, and I'm not going into what was said and what we talked about. I hope you're well, Dave. I really do. I hope you and your family are well. I'm thinking about your thoughts are about you. Um, Me and the wife did have a good chat about things. So, you know, because we had a bit of a talk about Auburn, but... That's all I'm going to say. Dave, I love you to pieces. I look forward to having you on the show. We can't. We are going to have, have Dave on the show. He's coming on. Uh, all the best wishes to you and your family. You're a good guy. All right. Moving on to our news section. It's time for news, isn't it? Which we call Fuck Off Fly. Did it? Did, where are you? Shit. Right. Moving on to the news section. I'm going to kill this fly in the break. 87. Po- fucking fuck. 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 Patch 87.0, it threw me off my game. So patch 87.0 is our news section where I look at what's been going on in the news and cherry pick some things I find quite interesting. I've only got three stories this week, only three. So remember we talked the other day, last week or week before, that there were going to be potential strikes um, if they didn't have a resolution with the video game actors. um, And it looks like it's going to happen. The SAG-AFTRA have basically announced that its scheduled talks with the various gaming industries has ended quickly without any sort of agreement. These are the big boys that they're playing with. And the members have voted to strike against these 10 major gaming industries. And it's basically that they've got a union of 160,000 plus members and 98.32 favor of a strike. Yep, so strike's happening. Now I know that the writer's strike has ended. The actor's strike is still is still going on. So this is the next one that's going to happen. So expect this could delay future games. I don't think it's going to have any delay of any games coming out in the early beginning of this of next year. I do think it's going to have an impact on what comes out summer next year and possibly going into later uh, Christmas of the following year. So if uh, potentially, argument's sake, if Nintendo are looking to release the game next Christmas, the new console, I should say, that could fuck things up. Because they may, they may have the, the people lined up to do it, and now they can't do it. Because no one's going to be able to do the voice work. So wait and see how this is going to be impact for Nintendo. I Honestly, if this doesn't end, this will fuck up Nintendo's plans. It really will. But wait and see. Okay. This I didn't like. This pissed me off. Um, there was Pokemon artwork coming to uh, has come to the iconic Van Gogh Museum. Museum. Now, this is in Amsterdam. I've been to Amsterdam loads of times, but uh, I've not been for um, the art. I didn't go there. It was for uh, other things. And now, basically, this the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam had partnered with the Pokemon Company to bring like a Van, uh, Van Gogh-style Pikachu. And it was to help celebrate the museum's 50th anniversary. But what happened? Because they were releasing this thing, straight away, scalpers were coming in left, right, center. 
You could just see it now. I think they get this book and then they get a code and they can get this Bam Van Gogh Pikachu card. Scalpers are in and it's already on the internet for a stupid amount of money. So the actual people who may want to enjoy the card and just keep it as a collector's sake, you know, basically uh, getting fucked over by scammers. I hate scammers. Hate them so much. I I I don't mind if you keep you gotta keep it for like ten years. I have no qualms with that. You can you know you can enjoy it whilst you have it. People basically putting it out there like a thousand dollars. You get fucked, get absolute fucked. So, look, I don't know how the Pokemon Company could do anything about that. They really can't because how do you veto? Also, how do you basically say, are you a scammer? Are you going to sell on eBay? Yes, no. It's just impossible, and they're never going to beat the demand. And even if they tried, more people are going to come out of the woodwork. The bastards. So yeah, why can't we have nice things? It's just impossible, isn't it? And finally, I like this story. Capcom has come out and said they would gracefully decline acquisition offer from Microsoft. And they've actually gone on the record to say that uh, they're going to stay independent and decline any hypothetical acquisition from Microsoft, uh, whilst they're also not going to be acquiring other studios itself. Oh, the chief, the C, um, the chief operating officer basically came out and said, nah, he's going to um, gracefully decline the offer because I believe it would be better if we were equal partners. Boom. Well done. I like that. Like, I don't like this bidding war that everyone's having. It's basically buying your different pieces of armor. Fuck that shit. I want the. I want everyone to be equal. And the fact is, Capcom can be equal. Then the games could appear on everyone's consoles. You want Resident Evil Four? Everyone can have Resident Evil Four. You want Street Fighter? Everyone can have Street Fighter. Everyone can have the freaking game. Fucking hate this console war bollocks. Even though I'm talking about retro wars. <laughs> Aren't I just sticking up my own arse? And talking about sticking up their own arse, it is time to go to our, our free section, which is called Sticky Dubby Jinjo. Uh-huh. So Sticky Dubby Jinjo is our free section which anyone can play and I put these posts up on Facebook because I want to see what you say. And as I said, a lot of you commented so I've got a load of these to go through. So Matthew Bailey says, Accepting that I'm not a fan of Sekiro's parry-based combat even though I adore the Dark Souls games. Yes! Holy shit, yeah. Like, I love Dark Souls, don't get me wrong. I love me some Dark Souls. Bloodborne was like, a, oh, this is a change of pace because I like to block and take my time. No, this is the Piccolo. Dodge, dodge, dodge. And then you get to Sekiro, is like, parry, parry. It's like, I shit and crap at parrying. And it's very, very different. Like, if you go in thinking you know how to play these games, you'll get your ass handed to you. And it takes a long time to do. So, yeah. Um, practice unlearn everything that you have learned and relearn some new shit. That's the best way to play Sekiro. One day, or Sekiro, whatever you fucking pronounce, I will... I've got it. I just never really got that far into it at all. I need to practice, don't I? I'm such a bitch. Ron Van Delden says, Final Fantasy 16. It makes me miss the square... miss the square soft Final Fantasy games. No, I agree. Do you know what? Is it me that I missed my old turn-based games? I miss the games like... Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, tw- no, not even 12. You know, I like them when they're just standing there going, dun, 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 dun. I know that's 10. Dun, dun, dun. I like that. I know they probably, 
I've always said we're not going to get back to that ever again because people are like, oh, that's a waste of, you know, graphical limitations. You should do so much more. Oh, maybe I just want a game like that all over again. Like, if they remade Final Fantasy VI, I know they're just on the Pixel remaster, but just make it 3D models and them standing there. I'd buy, have all the money you want. Just go back to that, please. Stretch Lamo says, My family, hashtag gaming daddy issues. <laughs> my family. Yeah, I completely agree. My family as well. My wife doesn't listen to this, so it's fantastic. She's never going to hear this. Although, I should say, I should say, my daughter did make her first appearance. On the podcast, the other day, well, I say the podcast. She, I was just um, doing a joint interview with Storm Beagle and with Chris, and we were just having a chat. And my little one snuck up because I couldn't hear her. And we'd been going for like, God, I think it was like an hour and a half. It was like nearly the whole freaking movie. And she came up and sat, like, literally popped up. And I was like, hello. So I put the headphones on her, and they were like, hi, hiccups. And they said, go and speak. And then what does she do? Goes straight to the microphone and says hello as loud as she could. I was like, you tit. Oi! No! Poor Chris just looked at me and went, it's bad parenting. Killer now. And I was, I was debating it. I was debating going, yep, yeah, we can do that. No one can see. I was like, what the fuck? But no, she made, made her first little appearance. Now, hopefully hiccups as she goes up. And she goes, she might want to get involved in this more. She's got, she was so excited. I'm not just saying that. Uh, you can, Chris and Storm can openly say that. When she came and saw them on the microphone, saw what I did, she was like, her little eyes lit up. So maybe Hiccups, when she gets a bit older, might have her own section on this show, which I will allow. I wanted the wife to come on, but she was like, no, no, it's not happening. You know, as I said, she keeps, she hates everything I stand for. So wait and see when when she gets, when Hiccups gets a little bit older. And finally, Phil Desira says, playing more Batman Arkham Knight and remembering I need to get all the effing Riddler trophies to beat him. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to doing that. Like, I remember doing that for Arkham Asylum, getting all, and uh, Arkham City, getting all the um, the Ridley trophies. Whew! They were a dick. Do I think I'll be doing that for the other two? Uh, probably not. Again, it would just be now. I, I have got Arkham Knight, I, and I've got the other one. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but I never actually got into them again. Pokemon, it's back in those times, isn't it? So... Will I do an episode on Arkham Knight uh, eventually as the show goes on? Will I do Will I do that Batman game, Pfft, Arkham Asylum? Probably not before I do another Batman game. Like, there's the NES ones, there's ones on the Mega Drive. Like, I remember playing Batman Forever and vomiting. So I probably will play Batman Forever or Batman and Robin at some point before I get to Arkham Asylum because... I'll just end up being a puddle of love when I play Arkham Asylum. It's that freaking good. But I hope, Phil, you manage to get all those Riddler trophies. I'll be very impressed if you do. Let me know. Because I know they, he, he works out the identity, I think, when he gets all that. I think he does. I'm just not 100% sure. Either way, that is the end for Sticky Dippy Ginger. Remember to look out for the comments on Facebook, and you can let me know your frustrations. Right, let's get into our final show, which we can all play, which is called... I would say we can all play. It's Patreon members. What am I on about? It's late in the day. It's Survival Die. Hey, listen. Now, Survival Die is our final Patreon game, where basically I get two games, characters, franchises, anything, and I have them knelt between Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he's standing there wearing his Earthworm Jim suit and the Shower Khan hammer. Now, considering we are talking about Daffy Duck, 
in his own game, I decided to go down the duck route and I looked at Daffy O'Donnell Duck, two of the most iconic ducks in the world. And I asked the question, which one of them should be roasted and put in a pancake? And which one of them should be allowed to fly off and have another day? Right, I've got my thoughts and they can be changed. But let's see. Captain N says, Donald Duck is the beast of ducks. Daffy is laughably moronic character who is just there to make the rabbit look smarter. Anyways, last week Chris destroyed one of my favourite RPGs and it made me wonder who hurt him. So I'll erase Chris, the Daffy Duck of Retro Wars. No, you can't do that. As much as I would like to erase Chris Copley, you cannot erase guests. We fucking had this conversation. Stop breaking the fucking rules. I swear to God. We're at the stage. You know, you bastards, I can't erase you lot off my comment section because I'm in desperate need of you. You fucks on my hands are fucking tied. Sign up now on Patreon to basically make sure we don't get any of these comments. That'd be great. Um, but my fucking hands are tied. So who are you voting for? I am assuming you're voting for Daffy to have his brain smashed in. I am assuming that's what you're going for. All right, we'll, we'll go with that. Storm Beagle goes. Donald Duck goes into a rage and rips Daffy's head off. Wow. Brutality. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Donald Duck. We do like Donald Duck. My mum used to be able to do a great Donald Duck. She used to do an absolute... No, I can't do it. My mum used to do a really good Donald Duck. Daffy Duck, Daff, no, hang on, Suffering Succotash, that, that's Daffy Duck. Suffering Succotash. Uh, what was Donald's phrase? <laughs> I can't do it. I get, and I keep on thinking this rude video, a rude audio song of all about Donald Duck. You Google that, you find that on your own time. Um, Raging Demon says, I've only played Quackshot. I've played that too, that's getting an episode one day. And I agree with my comrades from the Satin Smut Squad. Donald Duck does the Kano heart rip or Sub-Zero spine rip to Daffy Duck, Buck Rogers. Both fatalities are perfectly acceptable to me given this situation. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> do you imagine that? Daffy, Donald just proper like rips out this spine. <laughs> Sometimes I'm sure he'll get angry enough to do that. I can probably understand it. Uh, Chris Copleen says, so you have, oh, here we go. Here we go. Right, we we'll take a, We we know how this is gonna go. I'm all. I'm. Oh, this is gonna be horrific. I know it is. So you have a game which is somewhat of a Metroidvania versus a game I hear no one talk about ever. Hmm. Well, in the world of kink, which I'm not too attached to, surprisingly, I would assume that the space outfit would be more wild and interesting. You discovered me. Plant your flag and shoot your laser guns all over me to stop the invasion. Raw. Quackshot is more is more of that Crocodile D explorer thing, which you know you can make a cavern joke about, though this isn't always polite, don't get it. But there's a plunger, and man, I'm sure that'll be a game changer. So Quackshot survives. Go explore those caverns, Danny. I like caves. Aloins Y. Can't read that properly. Also, Captain N, it's okay. I don't judge you for liking Xenogears. You made friend you made friends eventually, and we can hang on, you made friends eventually, and we can look overlook these things. Ooh, a quack shot survives. Okay, so you're just going. Could people follow the rules? I didn't say. Did Daff? <laughs> Getting. I'm clapping myself with rage. Fuck this shit. Ugh. And finally, Dave McGee says, "Duck dodges survives. Why? Because he duck dodges in the twenty first, twenty fourth, twenty fourth and a half century." <laughs> I was going to say twenty first. That's not such a word. And um, so, yeah, Doc, Donald Duck is winning, according to you lot. And I, 
I'm going to go with the majority. Yes, fuck Daffy Duck. He can absolutely piss off and die and get in that pancake. The only funny Daffy thing Donald or Daffy Duck has done was in Space Jam when he wanted to bake cookies with you. That's the only funny thing he's done. Otherwise, he's shit. Donald is absolutely superb. Fuck that fly. Still here. Um, I love Donald Duck. I think he's a great character. I just love his personality. He. He literally feels like me sometimes, although I do wear pants. Although that does not make sense. Why he does not wear pants? Why does he wear... Oh, it's just not a problem with it. Mickey wears pants. Minnie at least has a skirt or something. Goofy's fully dressed. You? No, I'll just get it out. It's ridiculous. Yep, so I am letting um, Donald is surviving another day. And Daffy, nope, you're getting your brain smashed in sunshine. All right, what have I been up to? I have been surviving the heat. We've had a good few hot days here in Australia. It's been minging, minging. We got up to 36, and then it got up to 39 the other day. Thankfully, we've got friends around the corner of a pool, and they said, oh, come round for a play. So me and Hiccups went round and just jumped in the pool all day. Oh, my God, so cool when you got a, a mate with a pool. It's like, oh, the dream. Um, yeah, so just basically stayed. And I'm getting ready for packs um, as... Those who know, I'm off to PAX tomorrow. Uh, PAX is on Friday to Sunday. I am getting PAX. Uh, and also, just to give you a bit of a heads up. So next week, um, it's going to be a short episode, as if I was going on holiday, because I am on my holidays. I'm not going to be doing any intros. I'm not going to be doing anything like any of the games. It's just going to be, hello, how are you? And then straight into the game. Just because I'm not taking a microphone with me, because I'm working. This weekend, it's just game, 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 game. And then the following week... So that will be episode... So episode 88, I've not decided which game it's going to be. I will work out something. 89, which will be the following week, will be an episode solely about packs. So there'll be no specific game. Uh, it will just be my experience with packs. That's what the second half of the show will be. Because I think being given that opportunity to go to packs, I think it's a bit disingenuous of me if I was to say, oh, that's going to be for Patreons only, you don't have to pay. No, I think, that, you know, I was given this really good opportunity to do this. And I'm very grateful uh, for the guys over there to give me a pass. So I think I really need to do an episode to basically show my experiences, what I got up to during the day. So that will be for episode 89. So what have I been playing? Uh, Earthbound Beginnings. I've been playing that a lot. I probably... Might want to play a bit of Castlevania, I think it's Bloodlines, before I go to bed. I think it's on the Mega Drive, wasn't it? So I want to, I want to play a bit of that. But yeah, Earthbound Beginnings. That's all I can say about that. Wow. More. That's going to take some getting used to when I play that game, because it's doing my head in. All right. Uh, before we get into the main episode, let's get your chance, because I've been going long enough. Let's get your thoughts on the game. So this is on Duck Dodgers, join Daffy Duck. Captain N says, Daffy Duck has no redeeming qualities and I couldn't agree more. Yep, I completely agree with that one for once. Captain N, I'm with you. Storm Beagle says, I think I saw this game to rent back in the day and even at the time I thought, maybe this one is crap and I shouldn't play it. <laughs> Hope you got to replay it and it was excellent. Though I'm guessing this isn't the case. Yes, Storm Beagle, you're completely right. Chris Copleen says, Captain N makes a fantastic point about how Daffy is only good when he's playing off bugs. Completely true. He's not good enough on his own. Definitely not. And Dave McGee says, Captain N and Chris Copley are wrong. Donald, however, is only good when playing off Mickey. Ooh. C&C needs to wake up. No, 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 no. Donald is fine by himself. Thank you very much. Careful with your words there, Dave. Careful with your words. But either way, I have been going on long enough. It's time to get into the main episode with my guest, Dave. Yep, so I got to play this. I got to finish it. 
you're about to hear my thoughts about it, so I'm going to shut up because I've been going on for quite a long time. I'm going to play some music. And when I come back, me and Dave from the Remember 64 podcast are going to be talking about Duck Dodgers starring Daffy Duck, which came out for the N64 in Europe in October the 27th in 2000. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning once more to the beautiful show is Dave from the Remember 64 podcast. How are you? I'm I'm quite good. It's a beautiful day right now here uh, in the Toronto area in Canada and uh, a good weekend and good week to be talking some video games. I've been doing a few recordings this week and this is my uh, uh, cherry on top, so to speak, is talking about this game. So I'm, I'm pretty good. How about yourself? The, hang on. This is your... Sort how I am. This is your cherry on top. This is your cherry on top. What other games have you been playing to make this the cherry on top? That's ridiculous. No, no. I'll, I'll, no. I'll, re- I'll rephrase it. It is the last in line. How about that? How about is the last that, one that was in line this this week? How about that? That's better. That's better. Okay. Now, today we are talking about Duck Dodgers starring Davy Duck for the N64. And you're probably thinking, why the hell? Have you picked Duck Dodgers? Well, the reason was this, is that Dave was like, oh, what game should we do next? And he said, do you know what? I'll get like a, a, a Wheel of Fortune, basically. And whatever it spins on, we pick, we do. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And Duck Dodgers was what it fell on. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I have a list on uh, in my Google Drive where I have all the the games from one to, I think it's 390 something, some, somewhere around there. And I just said, I'm going to put in a number generator from one to that number, whatever it lands on, I'm going to go and and do that. And that's the game that we're going to play. And it landed on this. And I'm like, all right, we haven't done it yet. Let's uh, let's give it a go. I, I like me some Looney Tunes, so let's go for it. And that's pretty much how we picked it. And uh, yeah, whether, I mean, uh, for better or for worse, here we are. <laughs> we got it. And it didn't take me that long to finish, luckily. I was like, okay, that's glad. So that's true. Duck yeah. Dodgers, for those who don't know, is basically Daffy Duck. I don't think you can say his alter ego. I think it's because that would make it apply. That's his normal day-to-day thing. I think it's just basically like a, a spin-off series where he is acting as Duck Dodgers. And this was a 1953 cartoon. It's crazy, right? I mean, that's the other thing about Looney Tunes in general. I grew up watching it. I'm, I'm assuming you did at least in some way. Mm-hmm. And I I loved it. I loved Looney Tunes. I watched it so much. My parents just said, you know what? You're going to put it on. This is going to be your before school cartoon kind of thing. And, you know, they do like five skits in half an hour, that kind of thing. And yeah. I remember this character. But at the time, I never would have thought that these were from like the 50s and 60s. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't know I was watching a cartoon that my parents watched when they were younger than me, even at that time. Um, Yeah, so it goes back quite a ways, quite a ways. And then in, uh, you know, in the late late 90s, early 2000s, we get an N64 version of that. (laughs) It's just just mental like this this cartoon was out before my dad was even born. I think me too. I think both my my parents. Yep. Yeah, my mom was born this year. So there's yeah, my mom had a toy boy, um, but 
just it's mental because basically what Duck Dodgers is, if you don't know what it is, it's basically Daffy in space, and yeah. he's like a space ranger sort of thing. And yeah, Looney Tunes, I think by the two thousands was always like, oh, is it still relevant? Is it still not? Um, I know we had Space Jam, which was obviously I love Space Jam, not the best love film, it. but I love it. Love Space Jam, <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> And they decide to cash in, and obviously with the N64 being brand new, it's let's throw our IP at it, let's see how it does. And basically, this is the, yeah, this is like a 3D, well, I say it's a 3D platformer like Mario, but it really changes as you get into it. It's like, okay, now we're trying everything. It's like, right, what what other genres can we put in? Shoot them up. Yeah, fuck it, put it in. Crash Bandicoot, fuck it, put it in. Just do whatever. Oh, it's, so, it's so Crash Bandicoot, man. So many of even the platforming elements of it because you go through hallways and you're jumping yes. over spikes or you're, you know, that it feels because they put you in those tighter spaces and you're either going, I mean, really, you can move the camera, but you're either going straight or back just like you are in those old uh, Crash games. And it's just, that's that's a good point. It, you know, I, I was trying to pinpoint what that felt like and that is what those feel like. Absolutely. Yeah, because the it, the game starts off as like a it's a Super Mario sixty four esque like you've got five worlds and you basically walk around trying to get atoms and we'll get into the plot in a minute but there yeah. are certain points when you definitely have, you get squeezed in um, and it feels very crash esque and it yeah. could either be the, the typical Crash Bandicoot where you're just walking forward or it can be the side on view where Crash is going from left to right it definitely does have those moments but. Before we kind of go, it goes saying you you're after atoms. What is the plot? The plot is hilarious in the sense of um, <laughs> Marvin the Martian, good old, basically the guy with the Roman no face with the Roman great great character. I I just this is this is the kind of character why I love Looney Tunes. He just he talks funny. He looks funny. The fact that he's like this sort of you know egotistical alien uh that always wants to take over the universe or the world or the galaxy and he's just this little guy you know i love i just love it i i love marvin the martian he's one of my favorites he, he's great he's like i've covered you all here yeah we're going to blow up we're going to blow up oh and that, like, that's the other thing is that there's vo- there's voice acting in this which is great yes which they got all the voice actors great. they got all the, yeah. i don't know if they if they've clipped it from from episodes i don't know but they oh, it does have because it could be I don't know but if it isn't fair enough because they got everyone in they got Porky Pig they got uh, Daffy they got Marvin the Martian they got them all in so yeah. well done if that was the case yeah so, it, it, I I you know the the presentation of this I think is is what I enjoy the most because I'm a sucker for Looney Tunes so for me it was like the I I I never played this game until until we uh, landed on it on our uh, wheel spin of death so to speak but. Uh, the the fact that they had the presentation the fact that like just the way the game starts like you know you talk about the story and just the way the game starts is like you know duck dodgers is called into like this office and he gets called onto like the 17,000th floor in this building and i (laughs) and i love i love those little looney tunes touches that just like they never call attention to it it's just written on the wall on you know in the background and i'm just like i love that stuff and then they start talking this is i'm like oh man they they went for it so i was very excited in these opening moments when they were sort of trying to uh uh, set up this you know goofy story that yeah the plot yeah 
And so Marvin wants to destroy the Earth, and then he's like, "I've built, I've got you all together. I've built the ultimate weapon." And then he goes to use it, and then it's run out of fuel. And I was sitting there going, <laughs> "You made, you made this. You surely, <laughs> surely, when you were making it, you're realizing, hang on." there's a component here we need. Don't act as if we push the button and it suddenly goes, oh, you you knew this was an issue. That's like when you get a car for the first time. You don't, like, turn it on without fuel and go, oh, who the fuck forgot? Oh, you, you should know this. Come on. Come on, dickhead. Oh, it's just, just quirky, quirky uh, Marvin the Martian. I, I, I'm all for it. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I, I can't, I can't fault it for that. <laughs> no, and he needs a hundred atoms. And again, I'm looking at him going, mate, there's, there's millions of atoms everywhere. And no, no, it's a hundred giant atoms. Very specific. Very, very specific. specific a certain color, certain size. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. So. Duck Dodgers goes out and he basically, yeah, he's set on a mission. Yeah, you are right. It does try and keep in the vein of the cartoon. And what I liked, it sounds silly. You you, you basically go from planet to planet, but then you start off, you have to get off your ship. And when you get off your ship, as you're walking off, there's two pictures of himself by the door. And I was like, that's just great. Because of course there would be. Of course, there's like two painted pictures. It's like, that's awesome. Yeah, just just full on uh, glamour shots of of Duck Dodgers right there as you walk out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. And so the game starts, and you go to the first world, and yeah, it it, it does. It's not that bad, really. The graphics yeah. aren't so bad. Like it's not Bubsy level. We'll make we'll make this very clear. Like <laughs> when you when you actually get on the planet, you know what this is. Everything's recognizable. You can go mm-hmm. okay. We know where we've got to go. It's a 3DS world. Is it the same level as Mario? No, probably because they haven't had the funding. But it's still decent enough. I was like, okay. And the whole point is that you have to run around and explore as much as you can. And in each stage, when you walk in, it tells you, like, there are so many atoms here, which is handy. And then basically you need to find as many atoms as you can to open the door to the boss, or you can try and get every single one. That That's basically mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and those are sort of like, um, you know, if you're thinking about the other uh, 3D platformers on the 64, it's like, you know, getting the, the puzzle pieces in Banjo-Kazooie or something. Like, yeah, those those are more essential in that game, I think, because you get it and then, like, you really need a lot of them to open up different worlds and and stages and all those things. In this, yeah, when you, when even, like, when you enter, you get on this planet and then you enter an, an area of that planet. Like, in the first one, for example, you, you know, you walk into, into the mines and it says, oh, there's two atoms in this area. I was like, okay, well, I know what I'm looking for. I know how many there are. And at least yeah. I can set my expectations that I'm not running around in circles. Because, you know, it's it's definitely not as big as those other games. Like you said, like Mario, Donkey Kong, Banjo-Kazooie. Those classic 3D collectathon type games. But, um, but at least, you know, they give you a little bit of something there. And I think, honestly, if this was as big as those other games, like the worlds themselves are as big... I think it would it would wouldn't work because it just there's just you're you're literally bumping into walls too many times and doesn't control as well. You know, we'll get into it and everything, but like I, I don't mind that some of these planets and some of these worlds don't feel massive. I, I yeah. I'm okay with the fact that it's this because they're like you said, they're throwing the kitchen sink at you in this and and to be able to find like a couple atoms here, a couple atoms there. Okay, moving to the next planet. Okay, the story's moving along. 
I was like, okay, I, you know, they're keeping the flow going at least. At least there's that. So I, I gave them that. But uh, but that's, you know, one of the positives, I guess, or one of the few positives. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It basically ticks you along quite well. And it's not trying to be... Well, it is trying to do quite a lot. It's trying to do as much as it can, really. But I think it knows it's not trying to um, set the world on fire. It knows what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, and yeah, it doesn't handle that well. And that's one of the problems. Like, so where you've got like Banjo-Kazooie and Mario, where they handle like freaking masters. For some reason, Daffy doesn't handle, he's got a double jump, which doesn't, oh, it's just awkward. Like, you need to make sure you line up your jumps properly. Otherwise, you ain't having fun. It's yeah, because that jump is is um, it's it's awkward because when you when you press it, he sort of just like stalls in the air almost like he, yeah. he, he looks like he's jumping again, but he almost sort of just stays at the same height. And a lot of platformers, I mean, sure, there's obviously iterations since this game, but there's also other platformers on the 64 that were made before two or released before 2000 that uh had double jumps that made more sense you know what i mean so it's sort of like oh here's a double jump but really all he does is like gyrate in midair and that's kind of it <laughs> <laughs> imagine that bam jiggaloo he's like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's that's what it is like he's he's jump i want to make this jump and all i'm I, basically the only thing that gets me there more than the double jump is that i'm i have momentum and i'm jumping at the right time so i was like well what's yeah. the point of the double jump unless it's like one of a couple of larger gaps that maybe I need it for. But for the most part, uh, I don't know. It, there's there's some mechanics that they bring in that are different that are not typical. Like I think it's, it might even be this, still the same, the first world, maybe it's a second, where you like, you know, it throws in like the Looney Tunes goofy stuff where like you, you grab onto like a rocket and it launches you like across a huge like chasm and stuff. And it's it's a super fun and cool and cartoony idea, but like unless you have your camera pointed exactly where you think you want to go, or at least where you're trying to go, you just like shoot into a wall. You shoot up and like behind you, and you're just like, oh shit, what the you know? And Don't it just that it, fucking rocket. Yeah, oh, like fuck I was me, that rocket. <laughs> like I understand why 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 the coyote had so many problems with Acme. Because literally that <laughs> rocket yeah, is a piece of shit. It, you, Maybe you that's what they were it. trying to do. <laughs> they were trying to tell yeah, you that Acme d- sucks. <laughs> yeah, Acme sucks. If you want to know what it's like to be a coyote, this is yeah. the game. Because you, yeah, you have to line it up so well. You think, oh, yeah, it'd be nice. I can do you know in nice ways. But no, it's fucking shit. And later on, right, so... Yeah, that's bollocks. And then later on, like near the end of the game, you can kind of like do little mini games to get um, mm-hmm. other atoms. And you can get this backpack. And it's like, oh, yeah, put this backpack on and go through some rings. And I was like, no, we saw the shit with Superman 64. And it's like, no. <laughs> so they make you do the go, go on a backpack and go through rings. And then the backpack runs out after like 10 seconds. Like, the fuck? Now I've got to get another one. Who thought that was fun? I don't, under- yeah, I don't understand. It was fun. Yeah, like, just let us use these mechanics or these, like, fun, goofy, uh, you know, ideas that are straight from the cartoons. Like, why can't we just use it without fault? Why does it have to be, like, this extra difficult or extra frustrating game mechanic? Just let us just play with it. Why not? It's it's Looney Tunes. Why are you taking this seriously? <laughs> like, and it makes it so hard because, yeah, you have to have everything lined up. 
because the yeah. camera is terrible. Like you can use the C buttons, but it's just not good. It's like oh, I know, no. I know, and it's it's you know we're gonna run into this in a bunch of sixty four games, but I, I the other thing that frustrated me about this and the camera is included in this as well. It's why it reminded me is that the camera, the the control of you know sort of lining things up like we're talking about is like. I think you just said like a few minutes ago, like, you know, they didn't have budget. They probably didn't have the same type of team that obviously a Nintendo funded and developed and published game would. But this is out in the late 1999, early 2000, depending on where you lived. And mm. I'm sorry, but like four years, three and a half years later, like you should be able to pull off a little bit more in a little bit of a cleaner way. You know, like I just I know it's not easy making games. I get it. But there's far better platforming games that are just try and do similar things that pull it off in a much cleaner way. And they're out, you know, in 98 or out around this time. Like this is towards the end of the life cycle of this console. And I thought because of that, just by the release date alone, I'd be like, okay, this is going to do something at least a little bit different or it's going to control smoothly. And it does not. And that is so frustrating. No, it it does not at all, and yeah, <laughs> that's what's quite frustrating. It's like you wish it was just handling a little bit better, but sadly, it doesn't. And... I know, and it's and you know what, and and part of the re- part of the reason why I actually was looking up to see like what reviews were and stuff at the time, just to see like, are are we crazy? Is this game? better than we thought it than we think it is are we the crazy ones here like what's going on here um now yeah. it's 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 not a horrendous game i don't think it's like a complete waste of time no it's not horrendous yeah but because of the way it controls is is what makes it an issue so i i looked up to see what some average reviews were and over the years it is averaging in the mid 60s out of 100 that's sort of like 6.4 6.6 like those are the sort of where things have leveled out over the years as people write reviews or it accumulates on Metacritic and stuff. But I found a particular review on IGN that says kind of what we're just talking about. It says the level of difficulty is only there at all because of the game's poor control. It's actually a deadly combination of the game's control and loose camera system. So we're not crazy. (laughs) No, we're not crazy. And I'm this was written in 2000. This was written in 2000. So this is not a recent review. So it is just, you know, what it is, I guess. <laughs> they 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 were ahead of the times. Yeah. <laughs> they, they knew what was going on. They were like, yeah, we get it. We get it. Uh, yeah. There's a shit camera. And that's the thing, because there is a bit of a... There is a decent game in there. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, although I wish... The thing is, yeah, if they saw that the camera, it would have been great because it knows what it is and it tries to be funny. And it's not the most challenging game. Like, right. there, you know, you can you can complete this in a few hours if you wanted to, which, again, yep. I think, I, for me, I'd be a bit annoyed if I suddenly bought this. And it, you could probably finish it in two, three hours. Um, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, if you, you, if you don't try 100%. and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you don't try and do the completionist run and get... I think if you get, let's say, half to 70% of the atoms, you could do this in three four hours i think i think in total my whole thing was and honestly it's probably because i was dying and restarting stages and stuff like that it probably took me just over four four and a half maybe to do the whole thing but i was trying to get as many as i could i don't know i can't remember exactly what i got but 
If you don't do that and you just kind of go through the motions, go through the stages, yeah, this this will just take you a few hours. Like, yeah, I was pretty much the same around four hours to get it done. Can you imagine yeah. if you bought that, though? You bought the game and in four hours later you finished, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck hey, man. is 40 quid? It's the, it's the way it used to be, though. It's the way it used to be. It's not, not just 64 games. Like, think about before that. I mean, I know that's just the way games were at the time, and that's just the technology and everything. But, like, it's true, though. You you, you do pick up a game like this thinking you... Maybe, maybe, thinking you're going to get one of those other classic 64 3D yeah. platformers. You know? And, and that that's a bit of a kick in the pants, I think. Um, Imagine that. Well, you want me to get uh, me a game? Oh, I'll get you a good one. I'll, hey, he's got Mario 64. Oh... <laughs> so oh, here's the okay. other thing in, in this same review they mentioned that like this game has like this cartoonish charm of like mm. 2d platformers right so like you know there's other looney tunes games or tiny tunes and stuff they're on game boy and they're on the snes and you know all that kind of stuff and it and i recently you know was playing uh mischief makers which is the first 2d platformer for the 64 so this is four years before this one and it doesn't mm-hmm. control amazingly well but because it's 2d it still kind of works i think if this yeah. game was in 2d i think it would be they could do more fun interesting stuff with 2d because it's looney tunes let's be silly and uh you know it's cool to see looney tunes in like a 3d plane but i would have been fine with playing duck dodgers on a 2d plane honestly i don't know about you yeah, when it goes to like the bits where it's like either Crash Bandicoot esque, I was like, yeah. I could play it like this. I could definitely play it in, you know, it's more tightened because then you can focus more on your graphics, your gameplay. And, yeah. But then it decides that later on you're playing it and it goes, oh, remember the top down bit from Zelda where you're running around from guards? Put that shit in. <laughs> like, yeah, right. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why? Why did someone think that was a good idea? And they yeah. put that in, and, and you think, oh yeah, that's one thing. Okay, that's a you know we 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 we're messing up. That's three different genres. What about a fourth? Oh, what are you thinking, <laughs> Jeff? What are you thinking? Well, what's the biggest game on the on the N sixty four? I don't know. Just some Golden Eye. Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> what would you mean? He's like, we're gonna make this a first person shooter. What? No, put it fucking in, Jeff. Put it fucking in, and it becomes a first person shooter. It's, it's like, so weird. It's so weird. What? It's so stupid. And, and even even when when you have I don't know the ray gun or whatever it's called, and you're running around like the museum area, uh, mm. or the or the city or whatever, and it's like a third person shooter sort of idea. It, it, because like I'm fine with running around and just sort of randomly shooting, and okay, maybe I'll hit a guy, whatever. Okay, fine. You know, I don't have to be like super precise as long as I you know, stun the guard and walk by and get to the next area of that level, fine. But yeah. it's just, they put you in a tight space. I understand you're inside, but because the camera is already not great and because the controls are so wonky, you go inside this tight space and I'm I'm firing random bolts everywhere to try and get past <laughs> and whatever, and I'm still not succeeding. And I'm like, how no. how much of a spray up with this weapon or, or these, you know, these items am I supposed to do to get past this spot these guys are swarming me and i have nowhere to go i just see this oh. is why he needs he needs like you know in modern day games now you can press like r3 and he does like a punch with it like you know yes bar- it's the imagine daffy going around using the barrel go on someone that'd be class that that would that would help because it would be sort of like a backup move right like it's sort of like Correct. a last set last resort and that's the other thing too is his sort of like 
I guess melee without without a weapon in your hand is is this kick, and oh, how strong is the kick meant to be? I I don't know because I barely hit anybody with it because it's so <laughs> hard. It's so hard to know <laughs> where you are relative to anybody else. <laughs> so pointless. I just run around like fuck it. I'm not attacking anyone. I'm just dodging. No, it's so I, yeah. shit. So all I my main attack, which you know is is fine. I don't I don't mind this. Maybe he didn't have a kick, and that would be the mechanic. I don't know, but would be to jump over someone and do the the sort of ground slam, which you know is common in a million games at this point. That was more effective because I could see the shadow of where I was yes. when I jumped. So yeah, I knew I was true. above the character. And that and that worked. And it stunned the enemy and then I could walk by. Was it easy? No, but it was definitely no. easier. <laughs> like, it, it, it's so bad because later on, like so some of the bosses you fight, you've got yeah. to, you've got to be able to see what you're doing. So in the palace which is yes. that's the first crash bandicoot area but you um you yeah, basically the pat he's not hard to beat like you run around him and he basically he's trying to hit you with his sword and he gets his sword stuck on the floor but then yeah. when he's got his st- sword stuck in the floor you're trying to hit him and you've got to kick him and again it, it's the same problem with the boxer and you've got to hit him with a boxing glove you've got to do you've got to have it lined up so well to actually get it to hit i was like fuck yeah, Who thought and, and, that was a good idea. Well, you know what? It's it's fine to have that, but it's just I don't know if like collision detection needed to be done in a certain way where you could pull off, you know, a couple pixels or a couple, you know, frames here and there that would be able to like pull off, like just be a little bit more forgiving. I think that's the issue is that you know, the game isn't forgiving enough for for how it controls and how it feels. And your jumps have to be too precise sometimes. The, that kick is just the most, unfortunately, useless melee attack I've had in a very long time in any games. And, like, all of it would work if it was just a tiny bit more forgiving. But I think it's taking... Yeah. The gameplay is taking itself too seriously. Whereas everything around it is goofy Looney Tunes stuff. You know, like, why... Yeah. It just doesn't mesh that well. And okay, it doesn't have to be the easiest game in the world. It doesn't have to feel like a game that's meant for a five-year-old. But just take it down one or two notches. And I think this would have been a lot better and a lot more fun. Because you wouldn't run into those frustrating uh, battles that you're having with the mechanics, I think. Yeah, and the thing is, though, yeah, it it could be so much better if it was just more forgiving. I think you are definitely right. Because... Some of it, the charm is there. The charm is there for this game. And it's like, just fix the little problems. And you've got yourself a decent little platformer. It's not going to set the world on light. You know, you are going to finish it quite quickly. But it could be like, you know, kids first platformer. And I yeah. think it could be a good time. Like, Although, do you know what? I thought was quite funny in this. And it made me laugh. You know, you, you, when you get the rocket, you, you meet Lola. And Lola yes, funny. I was like, that's right. all the characters... <laughs> to appear I, I was like fucking Lola Bunny I was like yeah. not that I'm complaining because Space Jam um, yes everyone loves Lola Bunny not now though because they because they basically went all like well she can't look sexy we don't like a sexy <laughs> Lola Bunny alright okay right okay fine we'll just make it boring um, <laughs> but in this game she calls him Daffy I was like no oh I missed that, that. Really? He took dodges. He calls him Daffy. I was like, "Oh, I, you took oh dodges." 
That's so okay, funny. I completely, I completely. That's so funny that they like that that got passed. That I wonder. Yeah. I I don't know. You know what? I wonder if if that's like an inside joke type thing or if it was a mistake because I could see it being sort of like this recurring thing in the show maybe that someone might say Daffy sometimes or something. Yeah. But just sort of like, you know, because Looney Tunes has a lot of these like inside jokes kind of thing or, or repeated jokes, callbacks, stuff like that. Um, because it's just, there's so many cartoons that was around for so long. But I I don't know what's better, if it would be an inside joke or if it was a mistake. I'm not sure what, what makes me happier. <laughs> yeah, what makes you happier. And I can just imagine now with Lola Bunny people like, is it rule 64? Or Rule 32, what it's called. Oh, um, let's see. Rule 64. Whoops. Yeah. The thing is, though, you've never, if you've not heard of what that is, no. you're going to get your eyes. Is it? Hang on. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> We're both, Someone... both doing, doing research. No, no, no. But if you know what it is. I don't. Um, oh, hang on. No, I put Rook. That's not, that's not right. <laughs> Stop giving me. Um, so, oh, is it? Oh no, is it rule thirty-two? Ah, oh, someone's gonna basically say what it is. Yeah, uh, rule thirty-two it, it, says. Uh, oh no, this is law. It's looking up. This is yeah. No deposition of court this proceedings. Not it. No. So, <laughs> so basically, I can't remember what it is. Is basically no matter no matter what you you basically. Um, what what me what median is out there? Someone will have drawn a rude image of it, basically. Oh yes, could be rule sixty-two, yeah. um, gotcha. and Lola Bunny definitely falls under that. Let's put it like that. hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, Lola Bunny. Um, right, the bosses. So and we've already mentioned two of them. And um, you, you fight the Sultan. You fight a boxer. You fight yep. one of the gang, a gangster, and here's one you've got to catch a bomb and basically throw the bomb back at him. And I'm thinking to yourself, well, just hold the bomb a little bit more, gangster, then throw it at Daffy. <laughs> this is yeah. a situation you should be winning. You shouldn't be losing this one, but you do. <laughs> um, you then fight a big Aztec head, which makes no sense, but you I don't do. get that either, yeah. There's no reference to it at the start of the game, but it is. And you basically you just run around till the Aztec head gets pissed off, slams on the on the ground really hard itself, hurts itself, and then you just go to the platform that it slammed into, r- rinse and repeat. So it's not that hard. And then yeah. the final boss is Marvin and his dog, and basically you got to <laughs> shoot Marvin when his barrier is down while dodging his dog. I was like, this is harsh. The dog does nothing wrong, and I'm jumping on it. This is really mean. Yeah, like come on, like what's the what's the dog's name? I can't remember what his name is. Is the green the green dog there? Uh, oh, canine. Yeah, the green oh, dog. His name's canine. Oh my god, that's what his name is. That's amazing. Um, I I I love that stuff. I I love. I it's just it's it's all these like. I mean, I know it's. I say it's a reference, but it's not a reference because it's a Looney Tunes game, so it has everything in there. It's supposed to. Um, but every you know the dog pops up. I was like, oh, I love this. Yes, it's harsh. I don't disagree with you, but. Um, I don't know. I hear I hear Marvin talk, and every once in a while, you know, Daffy or Duck Dodgers, whatever you want to call him, uh, you know, has his little quips when he picks stuff up. Sometimes, like those are the things, and like the music is kind of fun, and it kept me going even through these like boss battles that are not great, and they are pretty much rinse repeat every single one of them. Um, but I was like, I have a hard time not liking 
the Looney Tunes presentation. (laughs) You you just mentioned a fucking cardinal sin of this game and put it as a positive, so absolutely fuck you. The sound in this game is fucking atrocious. Oh, I don't know. It's okay. No, 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 no. Don't even start. The whole time you're hearing this flap, 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 as he's walking around. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. I understand, like, everyone's got to have clink. Like, Link has his, like, clinking armor if he's in armor. But that flapping as his feet are flapping, I was like, no. Do you know what? <laughs> when I live back in England, when I live back home in the local park, there are loads of ducks. There are ducks here in Australia. Do those ducks walk around going, <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. There's bullshit. Oh, my God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to every- go for... I- I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, we have like a, a, a sort of walking trail near us and there's like a pond there. I'm going to go and I'm going to I'm gonna record the sounds of the ducks and see if they make those noises. <laughs> yeah, you go down. And I'll tell you what, those ducks probably don't speak as much as Daffy does. Every <laughs> few fucking steps. He's like, yeah. oh, how, the, how do I do it? I was like, fuck off, Daffy. It's... Just, it, just I, sh- that, yeah, the frequency of his little comments and the lack of variety of them is definitely not great. I, I that I cannot argue with. Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's just the, I, you know, yeah, those small things like that. At least for for me, those felt small, but I can understand why they don't work. I, I yeah, I, they, they. I also do. agree that they don't work. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like Jesus. I, I got annoyed at South Park because I kept hearing the same shite. And this is exactly the same. But at South Park, I needed to have the sound on so I can hear a turkey going. Oh, my God. But here, I could actually put the music down and go, no, not doing this. And it's got a music for when he sneaks. Why have you put music just for when he sneaks? Just, just, just Why? I honestly, I think, I think it's because it, they do it, it. That that's the music that plays. That's the cue that plays in the cartoon. I think that's why they do it. I don't think there's any other reason other than, hey, remember that this is a Looney Tunes game. I think that's all they're doing. I don't know. Oh, they can have, right. They can have the sneak music, but the mu- ugh, the music is just so boring and it loops like within <laughs> seconds. It's like fuck, true. This is just true. gonna kill me. I and mean, then Daffy go around the whole time and suffering fuck a death. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Someone I, get I love the Daffy the voice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, every I, I don't mind the Daffy voice. The Daffy voice. The Daffy voice. It's very funny, but <laughs> it's the fuck is going on every few seconds in this game? It's very fucking annoying, and it's like oh, spat everywhere. But it's like just just tone it down <laughs> a little bit. I did no one in testing going. Actually, no, this is doing my tits in. Better just tone it down. I, oh I my think, God. yeah, you know what? And like, it's, you're kind of convincing me to go the other way. Um, I, I, you're, you're onto something with that for sure. Like I, 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 I don't think you're wrong at all. It's, I, I say that I, that I had like this sort of feeling and this charm when some of the stuff happens, but once you start playing like the same stage that the, the you know, the, um, the first few, especially like when I was sort of getting used to it, I think I played the first stage like three times before I, Mm. I forgot the save. I forgot the save the first time, and I just I was stupid. So I have to play the second one a couple or the first one a couple times. I, I wasn't paying attention to the music or the sound effects all that much. They kind of just fade into the back of your head while you're playing. So yeah, that doesn't really bode well for it being like great sound design and great music. So I, it's just 
I don't know. I just, I put a smirk on my face when I see Marvin and I see Daffy Duck together and, and canine. Like, it's just, does it translate to a great game? No, it does not. But, um, but like I said earlier, I'm a sucker. So every once in a while, I've got a little, little nostalgic ping. (laughs) Do you know how you make it better though? You turn the sound off. And then because I'm downstairs, I can, hang on. And because I'm downstairs, I can t- I can have the music quite high in the morning. And then you put like one of those motivation things on, and it's like you will do this, you will grind. <laughs> it makes the game so much more epic. It's great. So Daphne is just jumping along. It's yeah, great. yeah. He's like, I yeah, I got this. Like, <laughs> he's like, I will, I will, I will die. I was like, yeah, Daffy, fucking go, go, go. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Daffy. And or you could just put the actual episodes on and watch those. I think that actually, you know, there's Looney Tunes stuff available all over the place. Put the original movie and and episodes with Duck Dodgers in them and play this game and then you'll probably have a better experience even yeah, though Yeah, you probably will. Yeah, even though playing it is not great, at least you'll be able to watch something and hear something that is definitely better than what this game has has to offer for oh, sure. Oh no. But like there is there is a coup de gras. There is a coup de gras at this point. Okay. And it is if you're waiting for that moment, you go, I know what I spent my money on, is that they put Pong in this game. Pong is a game. (laughs) And if you win, if you win at Pong, you unlock two-player Pong. It's like, fuck! (laughs) Fuck! And he actually says, reset the 64. Oh my God! (laughs) Jesus! Don't don't go out the options. Reset the console. I was like, yes! They're trying so hard to pull like a Metal Gear Solid thing with the like other controller switching against, I don't don't know the name of the characters in Metal Gear. I lose track. But that whole, I think it's Metal Gear One or Two, where you had to like switch the controllers. Like they're trying to do yeah, like this whole clever. Yeah, it's like we're trying to do this whole like you know clever thing. It's like it's not that clever, and it's just pong. Shut up. <laughs> but they make it like the way it unlocks. You unlock two players. Like oh my god, imagine that. Mom, Dad, wanna play? Fuck off. <laughs> Hell no. You still play video games? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I, that's what I would get anyway. I would. Oh yeah, I get that all the time. Like my dad looks at me. <laughs> my dad looks at me with so much disappointment when it comes to a lot of gaming things. But the moment <laughs> I give him a, a song, Dad, do you want to sing the Great Mighty Pooh? He goes, Okay. I'm like, Nice. What? What the fuck, Dad? I don't. Nice. I don't want to go back ever onto the Conquers Bad Fur Day episode, and he did that with no oh protest. God. No I 100% have to opera. listen to that now. Oh my god, that's amazing. Go to the end of the Great, the Great Mighty Pooh episode, and he sang that with no protest whatsoever, and he still sings it to this day, and he looks at me and my brothers and goes, you all still play video games, you stupid. <laughs> but then, Dad, d- you were singing about your chocolate starfish. What the fuck? <laughs> make your mind up, Dad. It's like you, you got to give us you got to give us both ways on this. Yeah, pick pick a lane, Dad. Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him that because he's massive. Uh, my dad will beat the <laughs> shit out of me. Like I love you, Daddy, but he is a big he's a big unit. My dad. Uh, he's like bit, I'm tall on him, but he he still outstrength me with his little finger. And he's like, oh, I don't know what my granddad was strong. He's strong. I'm like a fucking wimp. I'm like I'm like a paper compared to him. I need to get in the gym. I really do. Just, 
Just just stick with the video games. It's all good, man. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he can't get me. He lives in England. I live here. He's not getting me. Boom. Like, there you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Sad you Take dead. that, Dad. Although, although he does... Yeah, he can kill me with other, with other things. He could send my <laughs> brothers to come get me. No, he doesn't. We, I love my dad before anyone goes, oh my God, daddy issues. No, don't calm down, everyone. Um, but <laughs> it's no, all in good honestly, fun. It's all in good fun. Or he knows it. It's all. Although he does hate being called Daddy Splinter. He hates being called Daddy Splinter. He's like, shut up. <laughs> I'm not Daddy Splinter. Because like, <laughs> I name all my brothers after turtles. And he's like, I'm not Daddy Splinter. Shut up. Nice. I like it. I like. I just keep going with it, man. Keep going with. It. I like that. Anything to reference the turtles, I'm all for it. I should ask him though, like, because he's born this time frame. Dad, did you watch the original Duck Dodgers? Because that would have been, you know, fifty three. Fair. He would have been ten. Uh, no, he would have been perfect born timing. And this thing, he would have been born, and it was still around. Like, he would have been ten years old. That's just. Oh, that just baffles me. Just oh, they mean, so crazy to think about that stuff, out. right? Yeah, like, and, and that's and that's the thing is like they try and I, I just yeah, I, I I wish I wish the game was a little bit a little bit smoother, a little bit better, so that I could say like, hey, I played this really great Looney Tunes game, even if it was 3D, even if it wasn't on the 2D thing, like I was saying prior. I you know, I would be it would be fun, it would be good, but you know, it would just it would. If, if they say polished everything, just give the graphic. And the graphics aren't bad, but just smooth over yeah, the graphics. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. Smooth over the graphics. Like, you know, give them like a rounded, that sort of rounded normal feature now. Mm-hmm. Basically, just figure out the camera, which you should be able to do with two control sticks. Sort out the sound. I know it sounds like we're literally sort of the whole game, but it's not. It, it's literally just getting rid of the rough bits around the edges. You could easily yeah. have like a, a $15 game or whatever and put it on the shop. And that'd be great for kids. Like, don't yeah. don't be asking me to pay like sixty bucks or whatever. Like, you know, like Legend of Zelda Mario. Don't ask me that. Put it at a lower price point, and you go. You know what? You can have fun with this. You could. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's something there. It's just it misses the mark, and you know that's that's just it's just what it is. It's just what it is, it, man. It's just know. what it is. So, yeah. if you had to score this out of ten, what are you giving it? Um. Oh man, this is this is not going to be a great one. Um, I don't remember what uh, what I gave the last the last not so great when we when we talked about Mortal Kombat four. <laughs> I know that was rough around the edges too. That's a few months back when we when we did that recording at least. And I think I made this. This is not like at least it's Mortal Kombat. At least there's some stuff there that you can grasp onto. But with this, you know. I'm not. I'm not going to go back to either of those games, but but this is like, it, if a half score is okay to put, I would do like a four point five or something. Sadly, um, I'm and it's only. It, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. All right. Hey. Wow. I thought I was going to give it higher um, than you did, but I, I think honestly, it's only hanging on to the, an extra couple points because it's Looney Tunes. Like that's sadly, you know, there's some stuff there that I like, but none of it feels good to play. And if this is about a game, the game itself is is not great, uh, in my opinion. So yeah, that's where I sit with it. Yeah, I think that's a probably a fair a fair thing. It's not it's not amazing. It's not great. As I said, if you you'd bought this at the time, you would have been like, eh, eh. but just fix the bits around the edge, yeah. and then you're taking yeah. like you could easily you could easily re-release this for the Switch easily or ps whatever or xbox whatever and you could easily make this like a 7 out of 10 kids first like platforming game 
and they would have a decent time and hopefully not cost your wallet. That's that's again, there are things we can rant about in this game, but again, you can just make minor things to change it, and those rants are gone. Absolutely, you know what? You're it, like that's the thing is like all the, the all we're listing all these things that we're disappointed with in this game, but they're all small things that add up to a larger package. But if you Correct. if you fixed even three quarters of the of these things that we're mentioning, it would jump like our scores, for example, would jump up at least a few points in my opinion for me anyway. And it would, like you said, I think that's exactly what it needs. These little small things, put it out on Switch for 15 or 20 bucks, and it's going to be a great kids game, and you're going to get through it in a few hours. Perfect. Great. Even if it went on the Switch Online, you know, 64 pack, and, and they sort of, mm-hmm. maybe it smoothed out the edges a little bit. I don't know, because they don't do a ton of stuff. It's pretty much emulation. But let's say they did that, 100%, it would be worth picking up. But I think as is, it's just, it's easy to avoid, sadly. Correct, correct. Well, Dave, it has been an absolute pleasure having you back. And I know this will be on your show as well. So everyone listen to both shows. Listen to Remember 64, Remember to Retro Wars, because both shows are fantastic. But God knows what your Wheel of Fortune is going to pick for us next. That is my That's concern. what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to spin it next, everybody. We are not choosing the game. We're going to spin it. And uh, that will be the next episode that we do together. So uh, <laughs> look forward to that or don't. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> God knows. Well, Dave, you take care of yourself, and I'll speak to you again soon, mate. All righty, Sarah. Talk to you soon. And that was episode 87 and Duck Dodgers starring Daffy Duck for the N64. Thank you very much to everyone from listening, and thank you very much, Dave. I really love having you on the show, and I can't wait until next time. Until then, I hope everyone has a good week. And as I said, remember, next week is a shortened episode, but I will see you then when I'm back from PAX. Take care of yourselves. I've been Danny. Bye-bye.